Hello and welcome to episode five of the Wonky Adult Handbook. Thank you for choosing to tune in again and it's great to have you here. This is a space where we can discuss all of the wonky, faulty and more vulnerable parts of ourselves that we wouldn't usually disclose at, let's say, a job interview, a family dinner or on our LinkedIn. This week, I'm joined with Rory again and we explore all things success in relation to our childhood roots. Hello everyone and welcome back. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I mean, why are you stop laughing? Why are you being a prick? Welcome back. Shut up. You're so optimistic. I am optimistic. I'm trying to be optimistic for my listeners. <laughs> Yeah. It's distasteful in a pandemic. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, okay. funny. Should I start again? No. Oh. Obviously, we've not been very successful um, keeping each other sane. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Not success. Comedy, uh, we're going to be talking about success. Um, yeah, a um, bit of a different topic to our last episode. Uh, but we were thinking, I've been ta- we've been talking a lot about the pandemic and like, how for a lot of people it's stunted them, for a lot of people it's kind of like made their lives more positive. I'm aware that the pandemic is a very oversaturated topic, by the way. Unprecedented um, times. Unprecedented times, indeed. But we're all in this together. We are not all in this together. I'm not all in this with uh, Boris Johnson or Trump, but yeah, everyone's doing their bit. I'm not on their team. But yeah, it's heard. So we're going to dive back. How deep are you willing to go at the beginning? It's uh, 30 minutes deep. 30 minutes deep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Um, can't look at my notes. <laughs> what was your idea of success as a child? How, how young are we talking? Like child age, so pre-puberty, between, Rory. Well, between zero and 18. <laughs> okay. I mean, the change is quite Well, oh, the idea of childhood that you can remember. So let's say like seven, eight. Seven or eight. I think it was to level up my RuneScape account I used to play on with my friends. What's that? This is a dumb game. Okay. <laughs> Some people might who listen might might know what it is, but yeah, just to, to, to level up my gaming accounts. It's pretty I mean kids. So you might... were a bit of a gamer as a kid? Like an online gamer. Like yeah, I mean yeah, I did a lot of sports as a child. Still enjoy sports now. Ah. I mean But what about sports specifically did you like? Like if you could if you could narrow it down. Uh, so I think sports, well, if we're going down a, a rabbit hole, sports kind of like a reflection of, of, of the human experience, aren't they? I think that's why we all enjoy them so much. Mm-hmm. And if you see like a, a group of football teams, like, I don't know, Newcastle versus Sunday, and why, why does everyone get so passionate about it? Why does everyone, you know, really feel the need to like yeah. almost fight each other over it? And yeah. There's a good reason for that because it, it, it hits home to people. Like sport is almost a man, like it, it's almost a... a I mean, I guess it sounds a bit deep, but like a metaphor of the human experience. Okay, but you you specifically, like what experience did it give? For me personally? Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a sense of togetherness. Like you, you're playing mm-hmm. with people. You're all coming together to, to achieve a, a, a kind of common goal. It's like a community-based... So like building a community and, and feeling people around you, basically. And you had like your dad as that influence. Yeah, so yeah. Would you say that shaped you as like those ideals have shaped you from a young age in terms of like how you view success now? Uh, for sure, yeah. Um, 
fitness is a massive thing for me. Mm. Being in shape, like trying to be in shape, and because my dad, yeah, completely, I guess, because of my dad again, and he's still in better shape than me now, even though he's yeah. like sixty. <laughs> so yeah, um, for sure, yeah, my dad, my dad's been a major influence on me. But my my boat, my what, what I think, what I think, success is now has changed a lot since then. Now has it? Okay. Yeah, definitely. What What about you? What What? Um, what so, was your idea of success as a child? So for me, as a child, I grew up as a um, an only child, and like my dad passed away when I was two. Um, so I was kind of always looking for that male figure in my life. I was looking for a father, um, and I I looked for it everywhere, like in people. Um, to the extent where it kind of became like almost performative, my behaviour as a kid to try and get attention of like other males, like in my family, trying to get them really yeah. close to me. And I kind of got really into performing. Um, and obviously <laughs> now, like I'm, I'm an aspiring <laughs> actor long term. And I do think a lot of it, like from doing therapy and stuff, I've learned a lot of that um, is to do with the fact that I need that validation. I need to feel seen. Um, and that's kind of how I think it started off. And that's like my idea of success is very much like linked to my childhood and my deepest vulnerabilities. And that's probably like my need to feel seen and to feel special, to feel nurtured, because I've not had that. And where does success had... come into that? Success comes into that because my idea of success is like making art, like making physical art, like being an actor and like, you know, so performing something a, a craft, that... something that is so exceptional. So like, something that pr promotes uh, emotional response. In such a he like strong emotional response in people. Like, I think that is something that is amazing to me because the idea to put like immerse yourself in another like identity is incredible mm -hmm. and if you can immerse yourself into another identity you can like look for a dad and everyone because you can try and change yourself I don't know I guess a lot of it for me links to that I think like I think I kind of began that journey when I, I didn't realize out. success would be such a different term for, for, for even just us things to be fair. well I was looking the at the idea of success and where it maybe comes no, that from makes like sense. from a primary yeah. from a for, like primary socialization as a child and, and your upbringing I think a lot of that links to who you are. And I think yeah, it's cool to unpick that. Um, I don't know. It, it makes a lot of sense, to be fair. Oh, it kind of sounds a bit stonery, I guess. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. So, yeah. what what? So, I guess, do you still base your, kind of, is your metric of success? Of course, it's very raw. Um, my metric of success has immersed, depend, like, in relation to my upbringing and my life and everything that I've experienced. So what is it? Is it able, the ability to captivate an audience is your To captivate an audience, definitely. How I do think. you measure that? How do you like... Um, just by, yeah. well, you can kind of, there are different metrics that you can measure it by, but like kind of by like a person's behavior. Like I guess it depends on what category you identify certain behaviors in, but like let's say that like you want to get attention by wearing a lot of incredible makeup. Like, we can measure it by our monetary value. Well, so by how much money I want to make. Exactly, because the more money you make, it kind of insinuates mm. that you, you've in initiated a strong enough emotional response in many people yeah. to a degree where you've managed yeah. to make them pay you for it. So I think That's money could be, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, everything's not about money, but money is a good metric to use for success for that reason. Because I know there's, you know, nepotism in the world and there's generational wealth, which kind of is, <laughs> kind of skews the system a bit. But a lot of the time, money is a good measurement of success because you have to be really be good at something to provide it to such a good quality that other people in the race will pay you for that. So yeah, it's a tool that's used to exchange time. So you have to spend time to earn money. And 
you know, time's precious and finite. <laughs> yeah, time's very finite. If, if people are willing to give us their time, you know, it's not a perfect analogy because we live in a world of interest rates and investments. And, but if you're, I think it, it still makes sense to some degree. So I, I think if you are wealthy and you haven't obviously just won the, the lottery or been born into it, you've, you've made it for yourself. It insinuates that you've managed to produce a lot of value for people and they're willing to give their, you their value because they've had to work for that. But it's, it's a fairly good measurement. It's probably one of the best ones we have. It's probably one of the best ones we can use because, you know, people try to use happiness as a measurement, but it's, it's really hard to measure happiness. Ah, okay. So yeah, it's, it's like yeah. an empirical measurement. Understand. Like, like a, we use the meter to measure length. That's a very empirical, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good metric to use. It's, it, it's very clear to a lot of people. My fundamental goal for me personally is freedom. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but like freedom in the sense where I can like choose where I want to live. I can like spend my time however I want to do it you know I can um I can experience whatever the world has to offer like exotic environments you know that people take and I've noticed in my recently in my short time in adulthood that you need to have a certain level of financial freedom to have a level of well as I say freedom uh, and I don't want to spend my days doing something else. why do you think people are so focused on um, finances and why do you think you like through through your like experience of life like why do you think you're so hooked on the idea of finances and financial freedom and money like why is that so important to you money so money is, is like you know fundamentally uh, as an object it's not valuable to me like i don't care if there's like i don't care about a 10 pound note i don't care about the number on my screen if i check my you know i'm banking up it's more about if i have a certain amount of it you know i'm allowed to go visit a really exotic country for so do you think it's a power thing do you think a lot of it links to having power in the world and feeling like you have status do you think that's really important to you not even status i don't really care about being famous but like power links into it so like i get to i get to wake up at any time i want of the day you know if you have a a certain amount of money and i don't have this amount of money yet where you can wake up and through the day and and you can you can choose whatever you want to do that day your day is completely yours that is my dream, and I know some people will say, well, you you'll feel get like bored. you don't have ownership over your life. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, I do Would now. you say, sorry, that wasn't trying to tell you, like, what you, what, like, what you thought I was asking the question. Do I have ownership of my life? A yeah. Lot. I, I'm obtaining more as I age, but um, I felt like when I was, you know, in my early 20s and just graduated from uni or, or even earlier than that, my decisions weren't quite mine. They, they're getting more as I progress mm-hmm. in my career. So you want to become free. Like, what is freedom for you? What does that look like? The ability to spend my time out over Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said. Basically. Well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. It sounds like, I don't know, like, almost like you, you feel very trapped by life. Like, and I wonder if a lot of, like, it's like you kind of, you see power as something that you want. Um, I think it's because, well, human beings, like, you know, the wild is going to kill us. Like you need to survive. You need food, you need water. And like, I'm a human being, I want to survive. Um, and you know, without these resources, you, you, I mean, you can't survive. Yeah. And the easier you can get these resources and the more higher quality of these resources, you know, the, the more likely you are to survive and, and have, I guess, in course, enjoyable life. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really important. Like, so wow. Like if that's your goal, where do you, where do you see the, the where, do, what, what, let me not ramble what place do you see yourself in at the moment like would you say any of that links to like I don't know self yeah like where would you see yourself at the moment like how far off from that are you 
Uh, I'm pretty close, you know. Um, pretty close, okay. Not to, I mean, my my the role I'm in at the moment is is you know I get a lot of freedom. I don't I don't have a, I don't get managed too much. I'm free to explore ideas that I have and ensure that as long as the business is achieving certain goals, um, I, I'm in a job. But it's a it's very free. So you know, I, my first ever job, like well, one of the first ones after uni, I worked at a call centre for like PPI firm. And, you know, I had to wake up every day, I had a clock in at a certain time, very micromanaged, like, don't do this, you get 30 minutes for your lunch, like, this is what you do, you ring up this number, you do that. And there was no choice there. I mean, I guess you could argue, you know, you chose that career and stuff, but, like, you know, looking to that job itself, it, there was a lot of choice through my day, and I was like, you know, I, I kind of don't like this. You know, like, is there, is there a way I can, like, obtain a career or a thing that I do every day where, you know, I can still, you know, buy my food, put a roof over my head, like, do the kind of necessities of life, but also decide whatever I want to do that day maybe read a book maybe like go online and search something <laughs> yeah. I want to learn about I, I don't want to read a fucking script for like eight hours to yeah like, yeah cool. yeah I can see how it would feel trapping yeah I mean and then the, you, you know the counter argument to that would be like well you don't need to go and get a job like you know you, you guess you could be kind of I guess what in the 70s when you call a hippie you know say fuck the system like I don't I don't need like a job I don't but then I think that would insinuate a greater But do you not suffering? think a simpler, like, I don't know, like, if you link back to the idea of success, mm-hmm. do you not think for some people, like, a very simple life is still a form of success? Like, I don't know, not everyone wants to own property. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with power and money. People are very different. And some people really like the humility of a simple life. Like I agree. Simple, so I, like, I, even I, renting property, yeah. even property is just, like, like something that, a portion of society want a lot of people are happy with that anyway. well, I guess material things you say. yeah so I think you're completely right there but the only way I'll know for sure is if I get there first and find out I, I think you're probably right in a simple life is the most fun but I want I'm not even arguing that so well, I mean I fun is not even the right word but like the most kind of like enjoyable I guess mm-hmm. um but I I want to find out before before first so like, I want to yeah. get to a point where I have a level of freedom where I can literally do whatever I want and then you'd be like well you probably get bored or maybe it's like a never a never-ending target you always want more power which I suspect is probably the second one. Oh god and then but why do you think you think that though like why do you reckon you think it's um you want a more successful like why did you lean towards that idea um well I guess it's been very monetary orientated because yeah well, like, you're um, very money orientated and yeah and, well, and I mean you, you seem to you seem to kind of um base a lot of your self-worth of money at the moment yes and i think it might be a 20s thing like kind of you have to i guess if you want to get to where you're you're well yeah aiming for yeah um uh, definitely um there's actually a really interesting study in like the, the psychological literature that suggests that money does actually equal happiness or i guess what people would raise happiness on a survey you know like a one to ten kind of thing that's how they measured it Money does um, make you more happy up to $75,000 a but year. But why do you think that is? Because it gives you access to really good quality Because money food. makes a lot of people very unhappy. It, yeah, like, yeah. It, it fucks up a an lot excess, of people. An, an, yeah. A massive excess of money. Yeah. But up to $75,000 a year, you, I, mean, you, I mean, you've got a roof over your head, you've got like good quality food in the house, uh, you've got clean water, you've got like mm. a shower. These things... I mean, do make you very happy. Like I can tell you now, if you didn't have those, mm-hmm. you'd be mm-hmm. fucking miserable. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to suggest that severely poor people are happy, like, or that they don't face. They're not, you know, at larger face of things like disease. Mm-hmm. But um, like, 
there are people like monks who are incredibly happy like they go and they kind of I don't know a lot about this but like you know like or Buddhists like they, they go and they go to meditations and they kind of just you know live a very very plain life yet like completely distracted from anything that would like induce in endorphins and that kind of thing so but i think we've, we've we've gone off on a tangent here and we're starting to talk a bit more about happiness and not success well no we're talking about success and what what that encompasses and happiness kind of just landed like what what like that goes under success a lot well, of people try to become success to be happy that was yours right like you no no i i cheer success with freedom yeah but freedom brings happiness no, it brings empowerment, which I, I don't think is directly equal to happiness. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't say that happiness... Oh, okay. So you wouldn't necessarily say that's No. Fair. So my, my, I don't think happiness is a, a, a target. Happiness Not is, for you. No, happiness is very fleeting. It's a result of a, a living a, a meaningful life. Uh, I don't think you should aim for happiness. Like, it's not something no, you can aim for. I think, but, but I think peace is different from happiness. You know, searching for peace. Like, look, I would say that a lot. That's most people's goal to, to be in a peaceful, be peaceful. to be in a peaceful yeah. position like and freedom brings peace like i mean yeah. i think that's really what comes from a lot of it yeah my so opinion. yeah i don't think freedom and happiness are essentially the same no thing, it's more for referring to peace and that kind of you know happiness can link to peace you can feel yeah. a large state of happiness if you're enlightened yeah i mean so i guess this whole discussion it goes back to what's your primary goal and then you can start mm. to measure how successful you are and mine currently is monetary because it will allow me a certain level of freedom i believe to when you know a point yeah which will provide me with i guess as you say a level of contentment or happy you know happiness yeah. i don't think I, I mean i can guarantee that again i don't think it will provide a level of happiness i don't think you can i don't think happiness is something that you can go and deliberately obtain mm. i think it's a byproduct of living a meaningful life um and then you have to start digging into what's meaningful, which is which could be another two-hour conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's but it's a by, happiness though. is a byproduct. It's not something you can go out and obtain. You can't be like, right, I'm going to go and do this. It's going to make me happy. Yeah, yeah. If you live like happiness, you probably experience it. It comes fleeting, doesn't it? It comes out of nowhere sometimes. It's like an it's like yeah. A I think I think with happiness, it's um the idea is to it, it, like enjoy it for what it is, which is a which is an individual state of emotion and if that was the only emotional emotion you felt <laughs> can't say words um i think it would lose meaning quite quickly yeah agreed but like <laughs> so like okay so happiness isn't something that you're necessarily after all of the time mm. like would you say that feelings of distress come from not achieving your goals like you feel very distressed when you're not achieving your goals uh yes exactly um yes. so like how would you say that you you place a lot of vulnerability on your goals like you kind of you would put yourself on the line to reach them like to get to where you yeah are. yeah I think everyone I mean if you don't do that then you I guess it probably wouldn't feel very good yeah you, I mean your goals are essentially what you live for isn't it like yeah you essentially live to yeah. achieve your goals if you're not achieving them then I guess do you feel pressure like, because of Matt because of a man to um because you're a man to like try and <laughs> gender discussion because of a man no like do you be, no yeah. i'm genuinely interested do you feel pressure as a man to kind of um push yourself to do certain things or to have certain goals like does a lot a lot of it like kind of involve power <laughs> yeah so, like would definitely. you say that like having being a man kind of makes you feel pressured to feel like you you need to be empowered 
I think degree? like would you say you so there is a lot of pressure from society on I guess uh, this is a very traditional view um but I, well, I want to know about you personally I felt personal pressure from society to obtain power and wealth um mm. primarily to to provide sort of safety and, and contentment for those around me mm. um I learned that quite early on when my mum and dad broke up and my mum didn't earn a lot of money ah okay so I was always, I guess, use a colloquial term, the man of the house, um, and I had to like provide for my mum. I didn't provide for her, but like she, she never a lot of money. You do look after your mum quite a lot, actually. It's really yeah. I'm not trying to like play the kind of like no, no. Know, I mean it very genuinely. You're, you're. I think your mum would agree. Um, you have a really amazing relationship. You're like really close, and um, like she looks after you too. Of course, like she absolutely adores you. She's yeah, she provides a you. different. But um, you've definitely resource. you definitely looked after her and I, I think you know you, you do a lot more than a lot of boys do in my opinion yeah I guess that's I think the bit mom, but yeah but yeah what were you saying sorry um so just yeah I was I guess I had to I felt a very kind of like there was a masculine masculine gap in my kind of household because it was just me and my mum my brothers yeah. moved out like, very early on and my dad wasn't around it was just me and my mum um you say a masculine gap, like what does that look like to you? I guess maybe because I became came from a nuclear family originally, a nuclear as in like oh, everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um once that once that went when I was about thirteen, I probably thought, Oh well, I kinda need to step up a bit. Um there's a masculine hole here. Maybe. I mean that I don't know mm -hmm. if that actually happened or not. I'm kind of speculating on what my kind of thinking thought process yeah, was at yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Like you, you saw your mum and dad split up, and you had to look after your mum, and you had to play that role of man of the house. Do you mm. feel like that's influenced the type of man that looks successful to you now in your twenties? Yeah, like probably, a man yeah, of the house, someone much. that can really somebody can care. provide is very. Did you learn that from such a young age? Yeah, I guess being able to provide is extremely important, and it. So, I mean, that's why I've kind of like went down the road I have. Like, I went down a very oh. academic route, and like, because like kind of thought to myself at 15 was like, well, what, do I, what would I do to be successful? You know, what, you know, I need to obtain a level of kind of like status in the world where I can provide for myself and then provide for my loved ones. Like, and that all does have monetary kind of limitations, like not limitations, um, requ requirements. Yeah, um, have some water. So yeah, I mean, it definitely has influenced why I probably put a lot of emphasis on <laughs> I don't want to say like I'm, I'm not very I'm not completely driven by money but I, I guess at the moment it seems that way it seems like it yeah <laughs> I think I understand now a little bit more about where it comes from there and maybe you would be less driven by money in a in a, with a different upbringing could you say that's fair yeah, and could you, sure. do you do you see how like that I think it's interesting to kind of like delve into where our idea of success comes from and how it influences us now and that kind of thing because yeah like you're very driven and you care a lot about money and I don't I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think, you know, um, you're, that that's kind of where your source of power seems to come from. And it's, it's kind of interesting to really look at why. And yeah, yeah I mean, like I have a very different idea of success what we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah, I guess it's like, kind of like, yeah, you should probably go on to your, yeah, your idea. But like, it's just interesting to hear about that. Like, I don't know. And we'll learn a little bit more about you. When are you going to make you happy, apparently? Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently it does for 75k, the data yeah. suggests anyway. I can't it. remember the study that was. That was um, so me, um, I 
well, my idea of success as a 24-year-old me. Um, so I have an, like, an idea in my head of, like, I call it the three tiers, which is, so I have this passion, which is acting. I want to become a, oh, I am actually a professionally trained actor. Um, I've trained at Italia Conti and Fourth Monkey. I feel like I say this in every episode. It's so moist. Sure. But, yeah, no, they're two both very, very incredible schools. And, um yeah I, I was very lucky and it was a really really great experience um so I'm a trained actor I'm trained in voice and movement um and eventually I really really want to do something like independent film but like very very quirky coming of age character focus slow like psychological like that's my thing and I also like a very dry British humor like um so long term that's what I want and then I have two other tiers and um one is something like for the community so teaching so I want to do online teaching and the other is something like creative in a different way so like for me I'm looking at events so that's kind of like I have a three-tier portfolio that I'm trying to build up for myself and I've just given away all of my goals which is a shit thing to do. So you want to okay so there's, there's certain <laughs> industries that you want to succeed in like, like yeah just to support acting that might change though like they might change. So I guess like, acting's at the top. Yeah, I have loads of different ideas. So acting could be like, I guess. Acting is number one. So I, I want to try and like fundamentalize it as much as possible. Just yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. like you, you did with me, you started sport, and then we just kind of, yeah. kind of. We went on a bit there. of a journey, and then the, the, we got right, right down to money and then freedom. Yeah. For you, I guess acting's like the kind of high yeah. level, meta kind of level. Yeah. If you go a bit deeper. What about acting? Provide think you think it provides like, um, success Um. It just makes me feel very like I get to immerse myself in other people. And I have a thing, it sounds really corny, but I love to understand people. Like I love meeting people and knowing as much as I can about them. Like it just gives me so much joy. Like I am one of those people. I love having loads of people around me. I feel so loved and like connected to everyone. And yeah, it's just like pretty, pretty like amazing for me to have that. Um, so if I can know, be as many people as I want in front of thousands of people, that's just the dream. Like, so it's just okay. yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting, and it makes me feel um, really comforted. So yeah, I guess being part of a community or being, being I have like... always felt like I was born into the wrong family. I always no family. If you're what listening, to this, <laughs> I know a lot of you do. Let that's me let awful. me explain this with all of you as still as my family, but I feel like I needed like four siblings. So like, I wasn't born into the wrong family. The family I have are amazing. I love all of you, you're amazing. <laughs> but I wish I had more siblings. I was meant to have like loads of siblings. I was, cause I'm, I do not like just being on my own. Like I can chill in my own company and stuff, but like, I love being around people. Like I'm such an extrovert. I need it. Like. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's the thing of just needing attention. I, and maybe Sounds if you like, want to go deeper, like maybe it's this yeah. idea that I think I deserve attention because I didn't get it. Like, I don't know. Like, yes. I feel like I just didn't. Some budget therapy. Just all you need is a <laughs> microphone in my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of fundamentally comes down to almost like a, just attention for you. Like having an attention of others is is what you find successful. I'm not saying that in a patronising way. Like that's completely valuable. Is, do you reckon that is it? It would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I need that. And I think yeah, I'm trying to look at the... But also the fact that the fact that I need attention, but also the fact that I think I deserve attention. Like, where does that come from? Does that come from a much, like, darker place? Like, 
I don't know, not darker, but this idea that like, because obviously I think for me to act the way I do like to try and, you know, get myself on this big platform, like I obviously think I, I see myself as precious or something like, I don't know, it's not like that, but I think I just was deprived of, you know, like, maybe having a dad or... Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I, being, I, being I in, you, were, you had one parent and no siblings and your mum probably worked. Yeah, so, I mean, you probably were quite hard. lonely as a child. Well, I had my grandmas. They were incredible. But, like, I didn't... Obviously, I didn't live with them. Yeah, but I have a lot of friends as a kid. No. no. <laughs> I actually <laughs> didn't. Yeah, I, I, I was... I was um, I actually didn't have that many friends as a kid. Like, um, <laughs> I wasn't very cool in primary school um which is weird like secondary school was fine I had loads of friends in secondary school um yeah like um my friends were lovely in secondary school like we had a huge group huge groups of us like um but like and I became such an extrovert in secondary school and like dyed my hair you are such a performer but as a yeah I am like in every aspect of your life whether it be on Instagram yeah yeah the fact that I guess you're making this podcast in itself. Like. Yeah, like the fact that I think my voice deserves to be heard. I don't know. I think it, a lot of my you ideas. A lot of my you ideas. Be not like I don't want to be famous. <laughs> I think a lot of my like. Um, want, I want money. You want fame. And podcast. <laughs> Shut up. You but yeah, like I don't know. I think I think my my childhood definitely links to that because I was so basically in primary school. I was like really like you're not gonna believe it, but like I was quite smart. Like I was very clever as what? a kid. I, I, don't know. I was actually quite I was quite but yeah, um as a as a as a kid, like um in, as a kid in primary school I didn't have loads of friends and like they were quite yeah, like quite few and far in between or two. But basically I used to just like talk to myself it was really weird decent and just I am by myself and I have like two or three friends like then this girl called Chidara that I'm best friends with now like uh, she came and yeah Chidara you know Chidara she came and like adopted me as her friend um so I guess it's like an attention thing so I guess all those films and songs that always talk about seeking money and fame they were onto something I guess (laughs) <laughs> there's a reason for it that they've come out. I mean, it's quite yeah. probably some primary kind of motivations for everyone. It's kind of it would be interesting to speak to someone like a Buddhist, monk, like a monk, who kind of like so <laughs> you know, like if we had this conversation with them, like what what do you want to obtain? What's your level of success? It's kind of like probably just like in a in a piece or something. Like, maybe there's just peace. So mm. yeah, mine's probably like fundamentally power. You're, As a society, why are we so fixated on the idea of peace? peace at the moment like why do you think oh, that is yeah a lot of people are it's become like a lot of um Buddhist ideas have become very popular on Instagram and social media and that kind of thing I mean I, I think it's a, a bold statement to try and say the world is kind of very much focused on peace at the moment given what's going on in current events I said specifically like on social media and the things that are being sold that's yeah. always kind of being that. I mean I think particularly like over the last like 10 years or so it's always a narrative though isn't it i, I mean it's uh, i need to look at what kind of how you're measuring this and like, yeah but like <laughs> there weren't the same kind of adverts like in the 50s about peace it was like peace in the 70s is all about being a hippie and like peace love, love and love like the beatles no but i mean like i mean like love is everything. i mean in terms of like 
I don't know like there's there's a there's a huge like pressure on like um people like obtaining a certain lifestyle through health fitness to all trying to promote peace mindfulness you see it everywhere yeah I mean uh, is peace the right word to use and I think so I, I, I always guess I was defining peace as like a lack of conflict so like you know but we're seeing a lot of that in the world I meant like inner peace inner peace isn't like I guess it's a bit more like contentment and that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess is arguably Oh no, obviously, yeah, no, people were rioting for like world <laughs> peace and that kind of thing for ages. I'm talking about pieces in like in regards to like mindfulness and inner peace. Um I actually have a really good theory about this. So I think it's probably something to do with the information age that's occurred recently. So what's happened like in the ninety in the nineteen nineties is we, we came across this thing called the internet. It's made us, it's been, we're able to like access almost infinite information like every day. And our brains were, haven't evolved quick enough because it, it happened in the space of what, 10 years. Our brains didn't evolve enough to be able to absorb that, that amount of much information. So it, it's provoked a lot of anxiety related kind of disorders in people at the moment. That's interesting. Um, so peace is becoming, people are noticing this, like scientists and, and researchers know that this is happening. So everyone's talking about like kind of like getting off your screen, kind of like inner peace, mindfulness. Like we need to practice like absence of things instead of like having too much. Because in history, like the problem was was not not having enough, but now we have too much, and that's the new problem. And we don't know how to process all this information like that's constantly being fed to us every second, and our brain's almost like imploding on itself. Um, and I think we're trying to look for ways around that. And I think mindfulness is kind of it's spun up in kind of the early. So you think a lot of it kind of. Um links to like the data revolution the information revolution yeah, yeah. definitely uh, i think inside ourselves now we're, 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 a lot of people kind of struggle with peace because of the constant amount of information that we're absorbing every second of the day through our phones um and our bodies and our minds have just not been able to catch up with that quick enough um so I think that's why peace is promoted so much at the moment because we realise that. Do you feel now. like that's one of the things that links to you not feeling free in the world? Um, technology and Pot- do you think that could potentially have an influence on why you feel so boxed in? And why do you, do you feel like you see? Do you ever compare like what with what you see on social media, like yes. your idea of financial freedom that you describe being able to travel all over the world mm. where you wherever you want on your own time with like having enough money to do that, not being tied to a work routine or rota or having to worry um, about your pension plan? Maybe it's a good question, actually. I'm not actually too sure. Would I still want to, would that, you know, would my metric of success be the same if social media didn't exist? I'm not sure. Um, I'm really not sure about that one. Because I, 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 I can't remember what it was like life before that, technology was like really? you know, oh yeah no i grew like, up briefly, with technology yeah very I've always like my recent memory where i can actually rem- and I, I didn't start thinking in depth till probably about like 19 so like <laughs> i didn't really <laughs> think about why i felt a certain way or like or anything like that so yeah it's hard you. to like reminisce back then and think what was life like and was i more peaceful or would I, what was my metric for success yeah no my, not gonna lie like my childhood was actually lit but i don't know if anyone else's was it was sick but um i don't know what my metric for success was there i guess of course no you definitely still had ambition as a kid though yeah like maybe short short term ambitions i will get that jelly (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) you used to do we used to do actions as a kid to try and get 
um to try and receive our goals like we definitely had goals as a kid you had goals as a kid like yeah, to get something and you'd, you'd have to pick they? up like certain behaviors and manipulation tactics and learn them in order to well, yeah, basically just... get being a kid is basically just trying to learn how to get through life like yeah it's well there's it's still success but it's very primitive forms of success so it's indeed you know, Obtaining shelter. Obtaining <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Like, what if you, what if you want to get a thrill? It releases certain like chemical in your brain, and you're like, oh, I want to play PlayStation Two, yeah. whatever. And you um, f- like pick up on certain types of manipulative behaviors to get to where you want. Yeah, exactly. We still do that now. So that's been another week and another episode at the Wonky Adult Handbook discussing all things success and how that relates to our childhood roots. Thank you so much, guys. It's epic. Like, honestly, um, I'm having so much fun learning more about myself, learning more about Rory and other guests. And I'm really hoping that you guys are taking something from it and, um, yeah, using this knowledge to... um, go forward and and be confident in the fact that you know we don't all know what we want and where we're at or where it comes from but I think exploring you know the wonky parts of ourselves is is really important and essential especially in a time like this but thank you so much for all your support and thank you Rory thank you very much for joining me again um yeah but thank you guys and um yeah for now and peace out peace out (laughs) Bye. Thank you.